2: going on it's your boy pat the designer back at it again you already know we got the bros back in the building big Trav and johnny game time what's going on boys how y'all feeling we're
3: feeling we're feeling we feeling all right
2: dog dog listen uh first off your boys on a two-game win streak out here so i'm feeling a little bit don't look down might be a Creeping back into them playoffs. Yeah, I'm talking about. I got some nice pieces up in here. But, uh, man, listen, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us as always, man. Please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk fantasy sports weekly. We've been doing this show now oof, pretty much the whole year in fantasy wise, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: about the whole year, so uh, just about every Tuesday, uh, we're we we've been doing this show and and giving you your waiver wire pickups, your do's and don'ts, and just talking general fantasy as always, answering your questions on here. So make sure that y'all stay in tune with us on that and rock with the boys over at the Fantasy Whispers on their YouTube to keep up with all the fantasy talk, all the fantasy content. Man, they got a ton of stuff going on over there that is literally killing it right now. Great information that I've used to get back on this little bitty two game win streak. <laughs> uh, might might even be. Going going on a three if this week goes well for me you know what I'm saying right. uh,
3: manifest it baby yeah
2: hey gotta make it happen gotta make it manifest man uh the one thing I will say that will help me and a lot of fantasy owners today uh if we could stop the vagueness down in Carolina can somebody tell me what mm-hmm. the heck is going on with Christian McCaffrey is uh based on what you guys are hearing what you guys are seeing is he supposed to be coming off and playing uh this week we heard week nine now we're hearing possibly week nine week 10 uh what are you guys hearing in the circles of christian mccaffrey and his chuba hubbard i mean he hasn't really been panned out down there either
3: yeah i mean I'm, I'm basically hearing about the same you are pat um matt rule said this week that it he wasn't sure if it was going to be week nine or even week 10 uh this could be coach speak this could be them just kind of messing me- messing with the opponent yeah. uh, we'll have to see how this plays out when he gets back to practice but remember like he was set to come back and then they shut mm-hmm. him down and put him on the IR. So it was definitely a setback that put him on the IR in the first place. So it's something that I think they'll probably be more cautious than they have ever been with CMC because remember last year, they didn't put him on IR when they finally brought him back. Yeah. They just shoved him, you know, shoved 30 uh, carries down his throat pretty much right. as, as soon as he got back. So right. um, it, it's a, it's a coaching staff that maybe's learned their lesson. I, I don't like to assume rational coaching, but sometimes you can in this, in this yet, uh, In this situation. Uh, What what, I just so is there is there still hope
2: down there with that Carolina situation? I mean, they they've really it was like Sam Darnold's the greatest quarterback of all time. And now he's regressed. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Oh, my God, this is the perfect replacement. Now he's regressed. Is there anybody on that Carolina offense that's even worth taking at this point?
4: I mean even even DJ Moore he started off hot and and he's cooled off a little bit. Uh it's it's a little baffling what all is going on down there? You know, you have all this like oh they don't like Sam Darnold anymore. They're they're off him. They he can't run the offense. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, you know, popping up every once in a while and making making good plays. Yeah. Uh, I am I'm very concerned with this offense. Uh you know, you talk about CMC potentially coming back. It screams to me like the reason why he doesn't want to set a time on this is because they might want to initially try to bring him back, you know, maybe next week or, or the following week. Yeah. And we, and they've already seen him have a setback by trying to ramp, you know, rev him up and they don't want to necessarily do that again. So they're they might prolong this. And we, we've always talked about, you know, coming into the season, when you, when you get these running backs, wide receivers, these, these athletes that, you know, are, are, definitely relying on their legs and their speed. And then they get a hamstring injury. It usually lingers throughout the entire season, uh, which is why we were kind of suggesting if you could a few weeks back to try to just get off of him if you could. Uh, But this is definitely concerning for sure.
2: Uh, Well, let's keep it in the running back position. We saw probably the biggest blow to a Mm -hmm. running back in the NFL this week in the loss of Derrick Henry. Um, what what is a viable option if you're a Derrick Henry owner at this point? I mean, you're probably not going to replace those points with with somebody off of uh, 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 even coming off of the bench for them. You know what I'm saying? Like Derrick Henry is a different kind of runner. You're not going to be able to find somebody that can replace those points. But who are you guys looking at coming into this week that is a good replacement for those Derrick Henry owners?
3: Yeah, I as you said, you said it really well. And I think we need to set expectations with everybody that's out here claiming waivers. Yeah. Now, I, I'm gonna put Adrian Peterson as the highest waiver priority here because they went and signed Adrian Peterson. Um, but that doesn't mean that I think Adrian Peterson's going to replace Derrick Henry. There is a Derrick Henry sized hole in your lineup, yeah. and you're gonna have to try to replace that in a number of ways. Maybe that's more upside at wide receiver, coupled with an Adrian Peterson or something like that. But let's talk a little bit about AP, right? Because you know he hasn't been signed at all this year, but if we look, we don't have to go back very far. He was used. He was used in Detroit. He was used in Washington the year before that, yep. and he's had 13 games where he's had 14 or more carries, and in those games he's had 10 or more PPR fantasy points in those games. So we know that when they give them, they give him the rock. He fits the mold of that grinder, that guy that can grind it out. And yep. no team is running the ball uh, more per game than Tennessee. And you talked about it. Is that because of Derrick Henry or because of? Tennessee probably because of both of them but we like what we see for Tennessee to be able to stick to their identity as much as possible with Derrick Henry out I think AP makes a lot of sense and I think that's why they went to him and uh he'd be my ad over Jeremy McNichols Mm. but if you if you prefer the youth and you you don't like that risk then make sure you invest in McNichols too because we should be investing in that rushing offense we've seen it do big things obviously with Derrick Henry but we know that they want to run the ball yeah, Listen, yeah. if
4: you want to if you want to dial back the years then you drink up that youth that youth gatorade and you yeah. get mcnichols all right yeah, that's yeah. what big is trying to tell you no <laughs> i i think it's funny like once again adrian peterson it's not like like adrian peterson is built different right yeah. he he can still get it done it's going to be it might not be the prettiest you know but like big travis said he's going to get carries like they're yeah. going to give you got to realize like they were giving Derrick Henry 30 carries a game, just just pure running, right? And so sure, are they going to give Adrian Peterson that? No. But he
2: should see 17, 18 carries. And you know, it's Adrian Peterson, man, all day. It is interesting when you look at AP how he's gone from being like one of the greatest running backs of all time to now he's just a regular running back. It's like your regression yeah. was just like, now I'm kind of like the rest of you guys. It's it's kind of yeah. funny when you think about it. Um, if you, if you have the opportunity, I mean, is AP the way you want to go, or is there a little bit of love still for maybe what they got going on in Philadelphia with a Boston Scott and Jordan Howard? Now, both of them kind of getting carries. I saw Boston Scott, I believe rostered in about 20% of leagues. Uh, but the, the interesting thing there is you saw Gainwell getting those touches the week before. Uh, 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 all of a sudden, he got nothing. The mm-hmm. next week, I thought Gainwell was going to be the guy they go to. It looks like Boston Scott's going to be the guy that they're going to take on those carries. But it's still Philly. Do you mm-hmm. want to kind of do you want to kind of look at the situation in Philly if you're going to pick somebody up off of waivers and a Boston Scott, maybe a Jordan Howard? I don't love Jordan Howard. I love him when he was here, but yeah, it's yeah. been a long time <laughs> yeah. since he was here. You know, what when I'm he was hitting
4: the jugs machine. Yeah, you know it's, mean, huh? it's it's
2: been a while since then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, what are you guys thinking in a running back situation in that case?
3: Yeah, the problem with Boston Scott is he's likely a rental because Miles Sanders is on the IR, so that's three game ish window that he'll come back and probably resume the starting role the other thing was is we were hyped on gainwell he was going to come in and potentially be able to somebody you know the youth the rookie the the guy they like they use him in the passing game and they literally gave every one of these guys at least 12 carries in the last game and they all uh well jordan howard and boston scott scored four touchdowns a a p or uh between each other so that's not going to happen you're not going to play Detroit every week and get four touchdowns from your <laughs> running back. So like, we've really got to take it with a grain of salt here and look at it. Like Boston Scott is the guy that's going to run with the ones we saw in the first game that Sanders went out in that it was Boston Scott in the red zone and they used Boston Scott again in the red zone in this game. So I think if we're trying to peg, who's going to be the guy while Sanders is out, we've got to put our hat on one of these guys. And I actually think it's Boston Scott who's set up right now to do that. Remember when he, when Sanders went down last year, he filled in was RB two ish borderline last year uh, in some, in some uh, relief of miles Sanders.
4: The thing you got to monitor too is, is game script, right? Uh, That's the other thing. Big Travis talked about Detroit, right? Detroit gives up a lot of yards on the ground, but they are this week. They're against the chargers and the chargers, Aren't they're a little bit more stout up front, but you can attack them through pass catching where and I'm not saying I'm a big fan of Boston Scott Boston Scott can pass catch it just it's been interesting watching how they've been using running backs in Philadelphia and it will the usage as far as what Boston Scott got last week is going to heavily dictate be dictated by their matchup week to week.
2: Another guy that we saw kind of get an interesting increase and still not rostered on a lot of teams as far as I'm seeing, uh, Devontae Freeman. I only really, he got that big touchdown there. I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, can I trust running back position anywhere in Baltimore, especially with uh, uh, Lamar down there, you know what I'm saying? But what are you guys seeing on Devontae Freeman? Should guys be looking at him if those other two, AP, Boston Scott Jordan, Howard, guys like that are already gone?
3: Freeman is an interesting one because you'd you'd like to think that eventually in some of these committees, somebody should emerge as as the guy. The problem with Freeman is that he scored in back-to-back weeks and that's kind of buoyed his numbers. I don't want to be chasing the points here with Freeman when we know they're going to use not only just all the different running backs, but Lamar Jackson in the red zone. You know, they're not going to, Lamar Jackson is the RB1 for that team. We know that. And uh, so that's kind of where we're at with it at this point. And it's just not it's not the Baltimore we got excited about with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins because it's not as, as smooth of a running game to complement with Lamar Jackson. I would mm. actually pivot here, uh, Pat, and go with a guy in Carlos Hyde if you're looking past <laughs> these two guys. Yeah. Because now, if James Robinson isn't able to go or misses extended time with this ankle injury, and we know how finicky ankles can be, we've just seen Saquon and Miles Sanders be knocked out that's with it. ankles. Yeah. So C-H, if that's the case, one. Look, I'm not a huge fan of Carlos Hyde's talent at this point in his career, but Urban Meyer is, and he's got a love thing, love connection with Carlos Hyde here, and he's going to give him the rock pretty much like he was giving it to James Robinson before Robinson went down. So it's a tough matchup against the Bills. It's tough game script, but Hyde should see enough volume to get you through a couple of these tough weeks via buys or injuries switch a position out of the running
2: back room. Uh interesting situation down in Atlanta. What's going on with Russell Gage? I thought Russell Gage was going to be somebody that was going to see an increase last week especially with the loss of uh Calvin Ridley due to due to mm-hmm. mental issues. Get well soon, brother. But uh it, it's it's interesting to see him not even get looked that way at all And the increase and another increased value in Cordero Patterson, which hurts me a little bit every time I see him score a touchdown. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to he you. He is balling. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man,
3: uh, he's not stopping at all. But
2: uh what what is the value on a Russell Gage on the waiver wires right now, especially coming into week nine? You know, we're we're getting into it where it's Slim pickings at this point, boys. You're trying to find anything. Uh is there any value in a Russell Gage down there, maybe getting a resurgence this week uh in Atlanta?
4: I would I would say I'm I'm gonna say this and then watch. He's just gonna have the best game ever. <laughs> but no, I, I would say he belongs uh still on your waiver wire. The thing is that the concern coming into the season with Russell gauge is when the coach, anytime a coach talks about, Hey, I'm scheming up plays for this guy because I need to get him more involved in an offense. That should, that screams concern for me because that means that he doesn't fit in your offense. You see and notice he's, he is a good player, but you're, he doesn't fit your scheme. So in order to, you know, fit him in there, you're giving him a limited number of of snaps and plays per game. And so that was the concern coming in. And like you alluded to, sure, the Ridley injury or the ridge Ridley uh stepping away from football for yeah. uh we don't know how long, right? Uh it just bo it just increases uh you know Cordero Patterson's value. And I just think that they're going to also rely more on Kyle Pitts as well. So that those are the two main beneficiaries uh, for this offense, and those are kind of the two that you you want the most. Also, yeah. Mike Davis now, which should see an uptick again, because with more, you know, Cordero is getting a lot of those carries, but now they're also splitting them out when Ridley is out, so he is getting the wide receiver as well, which is great. Fantasy glitch, yeah. we love it. Uh, yeah. But this now reemergence, uh, uh, this would bring the
3: reemergence of
4: Mike Davis now.
3: Yeah, we used to love guys that were the secondary pieces or or ancillary pieces in this offense back when Atlanta was throwing top five in the league. They're not that offense anymore. They're under Arthur Smith now. They're going to be more balanced. They're going to be slower. They're about 15th in the league in passing attempts when they've lived in the top five in previous years. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a lot.
2: I mean, dog, every time I see Cordero score, first off, because Kid offered me Cordero, I think for nobody. I'm trying to remember who you offered Oh me. no. And I was like, nah, man, I don't trust Cordero. I don't I don't <laughs> think he's gonna let yeah, that was a mistake on my part. That could have saved my season a long time ago. But we're getting <laughs> it back right. Um, for those people who are out there, uh uh, uh who have a little bit of quarterback concern. We saw the issue – we saw the situation where Jameis goes out. They got two quarterbacks down there. You got Trevor Simeon. You got Taysom Hill. We know Sean Payton has played with Taysom Hill, trust Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon didn't look half bad in that in that uh, uh, Saints offense, which I think Sean Payton is the official quarterback whisperer like anybody oh I put in there. Is going to have some kind of talent because I know how to do this. Let me be me. Who are you guys looking at down in New Orleans that you think if you if somebody needs a quarterback this week, I know kids in a two quarterback league. He picked uh he picked up uh, uh um Trevor Simeon instead of Taysom. Who's the one that's going to get that uptick in play uh, this coming week?
3: So this week uh, I don't I don't exactly know. We have concussion protocol that uh, that yeah. Taysom Hill is working through, but Sean Payton said today that he's on schedule. So that would tell me that he's on schedule to come back from concussion protocol. Whether that means he's on schedule to come back and start, I don't know. But I don't know if it matters, Pat. I want to go pick up Taysom Hill. Because in four games last year, he was an absolute fantasy stud. Was he the greatest uh, quarterback for them? No, but I mean, they won games, but he wasn't, you know, going to go out there and be like a gunslinger. But i tell you what, he was QB4, QB8, QB8 and QB11 on each of those weeks. That's a top 12 finish in each of those weeks and a couple top fives in there. We really, really like that. The rushing floor uh, is there for him. And this offense, if it can, he knows it like the back of its hand. Yeah, like the back of his hand. And we've got we've got Mark Ingram back in town. We've got the, the rushing game, the running game going for them. And then soon Michael Thomas should be back in this lineup in the next couple of weeks. So there's some upside here sneakily for Taysom Hill to be one of those post, uh, you know, late season, uh, you know, league winners for you.
2: Hmm. Definitely interesting to see what's going on down there, because to me, it's like you, you don't know what Peyton. I mean, if Simeon's throwing the ball, you might still want to go get a Taysom Hill because of all the other ways they use him down there. right how, how much of a fantasy impact does it have even if he's not the starting quarterback but you know he can get some running receiver especially now with no starting quarterback he might get an uptick in running receiver might get a couple of those special plays might get some end zone run we've seen them do a lot of that down there with Taysom what do you guys mm-hmm. think even if Trevor's the starter what's the value on Taysom
3: Well, if you got him in a league where he's got the tight end dual eligibility, that's where you you really want to smash that. But that has kind of been taken away since he became the quarterback, uh, kind of more designation. So if he doesn't start, I'm not as high unless he's got that tight end designation. But, yeah, I think you're right. If we could start watching over the next couple of weeks, if they say, oh, Simeon, you know, work us between the 20s. And then let Taysom kind of be this red zone gadget guy. That could have some value from week to week. I mean, we're playing touchdown dependent running backs sometimes. So I could see some value in there.
2: Interesting. Definitely interesting. Another player who's not been rostered a ton. Uh, but I think I think it's gonna add value. I I, I put my waiver in on him. Uh Devontae Parker. I'm yeah, seeing him roster. Yeah. I mean, I, I know at the beginning of the year, everybody was like, well, let's throw this guy back in the waiver pile. But <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. kind of fought his way back up to the top of a, a lot of what they're doing down there in Miami, and Tua seems to like him when he's out there. What are you guys seeing on a Devontae Parker? Is this a guy that people need to go after and attack now so that they can
3: get him on the team early? Bro, he's like Will, Will Smith, man. Nobody wants him. They, keep him. they kick him back to the, the waiver wire. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. He's the first one in, last one off the waiver. Yeah. First and in, passing out in the waiver. Yeah.
2: I see what you did there. So
3: (laughs) if we go back to last season, Pat, uh, Johnny, we see that Devontae Parker in he in 10 games, he had seven or more targets in those games with Tua. So we like that. He we like the uh the uh the chemistry that they've shown together, he seemed to be the possession guy, but now they're using him even as the deeper threat because they have waddled towards the line of scrimmage in the slot, and they've got Kasecki up the, up the seam, so to speak. So I really like Parker. If he can stay healthy, that's been the big yeah, if. He reminds me of Sterling Shepard, yes. where it's like, these guys are really good at what they do. We really like them for fantasy, and they always break our hearts and probably break their own heart because they can't stay on the <laughs> yeah. field.
2: uh it it, it's it's interesting to see like those guys that get just launched on the waiver wire and then you pick them back up launched on or or as soon as you get rid of them of course now they have the game of their life another guy who i think who I think, unfortunately, I think will benefit from the Raiders having one less receiver. Very unfortunate mm-hmm. situation out there. But I really think that I've seen Hunter Renfro only rostered in 42% of leagues. And especially if you are a PPR fan, is Hunter Renfro mm-hmm. somebody that if he's in your league, you need to be smashing right now? I know the, a little up and down early in the season, a little bit like it, it was if he was getting it or not. But I think right now he's probably going to see more balls than not. What are you guys thinking on Hunter Renfro?
4: Certainly like him as a waiver wire pickup, he, you know, if you need wide receiver help, like you said, he does have that connection with Derek Carr. It will be interesting to see. So he plays the slot. Yeah. Right. When most oftentimes and it'll be interesting that what his target market share ends up becoming when he's moved over and to the outside, you know, taking over that wide receiver juice role. We'll see if he ends up getting, you know, you like the fact that Derek Carr loves to push the ball down the field. Renfro, he is a talented wide receiver that can catch. So I do think that his value relatively stays about what it is. Maybe he gets a slight uptick because he's on the field a little bit more. But ultimately, I do think this really helps out Waller. Like Darren Waller, the people that uh, had drafted him, and we've been kind of wondering where he's been. He has been dealing with some ailments. But I think this opens up again because – yeah, you'll, you'll move Renfro to the side, but now it's that whole middle of the field. And Renfro was getting a lot of those targets, yes. taking him away from Waller. Well, now that middle of the field now belongs to Waller again. And so I do think this might be a really good opportunity to actually go and try to acquire Waller right now, because I think that his market share could start to go back up, which is that was the problem, right? The market yeah. share what when he was when he was booming and, and being one of the top two wide, uh tight ends he was getting 28% of the market share of, of his ty- of the targets for the Raiders that had dipped all the way down to like 18 19% yeah. and so but that was because of the emergence of of Rugs and as well as Renfro. So, I do think that that's the biggest kind of piece of the pie and then also look out for Brian Edwards. We'll see if he can step up, but uh again, he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh he's Zay like Jones a, is
3: an interesting one. It's yeah, a deeper Zay league Jones. and something to just keep an eye on. I wouldn't go run and pick him up over like a Renfro, but Zay Jones is a guy that fits kind of the Rug style of of the deep threat, the guy the burner and, and that could allow all these other guys to kind of stay in their role yeah. and where they need to be. And then instead of giving those targets to maybe Zay Jones or Ruggs, they're giving them to the other guys, as Johnny said. Yeah.
2: We want to remind you guys, you can send in your fantasy questions here, man. The fantasy wisdom right here to
3: answer your fantasy questions.
2: Let's uh, let's get – I got one from the Twitterverse. This is coming from a couple of my guys in the league we're playing in. Uh, uh, well, in that's nice video. of you. Yeah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have yeah, them out. The I have them out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the value on a Kyle Pitts right now with the up and downness of his game? Uh, we saw him put up, I believe, 22 weeks ago, 20 points. And last week, three in a in a week where they completely lost uh, one of their biggest wide receivers. Uh, so who is the real Kyle Pitts? Is it Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? It's it's going to be, uh,
4: well, uh, it's real quick answer for me it's going to be a combination of both we have to remember he's a rookie he's a rookie tight end you it bodes well the confidence you know you heard the rumors that they were uh potentially you know shopping Hurst that yeah. get, that bodes well for their confidence and Pitts moving forward but again he is a rookie he's going to make mistakes he had a couple of mistakes in this game i believe uh that one could have potentially been a touchdown yeah. uh, that kind of just hit him in the hands and literally just dropped it like they were like they almost went to the replay and they're like What happened? What do we miss? Because Kyle Pitts generally doesn't do this. So I do think it it is, but it's also the landscape. I mean, look at, you know, we're, I was just complaining beforehand, uh, before the show, we were talking about Kansas City. I mean, Travis Kelsey put up a 0.7. That's what I got 0.7 from Travis Kelsey. The best tight end, the most. (laughs) He's not mad about it at all. And I'm, yeah, no, not not bitter. No, not bitter at all. I'm just, you know, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, worst game in, in the last two years. First time he's fumbled, you know, in a year. Week yep. six of 2020 was the the last time he fumbled. And he only does it once a year, and it had to be last night, of course. But,
3: (laughs) yeah, so you take it. Just to echo Johnny's point about the environment or the landscape of tight end here, I mean, if we're talking about it, it's about adjusting expectations. We know that this position is going to be up and down, and there are a few tight ends that can do what Pitts did. In week five, he had 26 points in PPR, had a bye week. And then in week seven, he had 23 points. Yes, he gave you three last week. But if you had to sit here and say which tight ends can give me 20 plus fantasy points in PPR, that list is very small. Travis Kelsey, Waller, Mark Andrews. And now we're talking about this guy, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta, because he's living up to some of that draft hype. And that is what you're going to get. He's going to be up and down, but every tight end is. We were talking about Crown and TJ Hawkinson. Then we were mad at him. And now he's back to tight end four in PPR. This is just (laughs) what they do. You just got to ride the ebbs and flows of tight end and realize – the big thing we want to see: high snap percentage, and the fact that they're running routes on those snaps. They're not just staying into block. That—that's the things yep. you want to look for.
2: I yep. think Kelsey had a lot of us fooled because he was just—he was the like leading receiver down there a few a few times. Just oh, like no,
3: I'll tell you what it is, Pat. You can't shave the beard. You guys, yeah. you shave the beard. He, you can't shave
2: the beard, dude, dog. Dude, it's, that was so, was so detrimental. I'll, so I'll tell judgmental. you what i'll say this uh uh andy dalton's beard looking great i wish the bears had tried to trade him to somebody because that would oh, have been a success <laughs> story on the beard back. alone on the beard alone dog great yeah. head of hair great beard this guy's killing it out here uh, <laughs> t- He's killing it on trey, that bench warming it up man keeping it real warm for us uh trey <laughs> asked i was offered antonio brown and james connor in a full ppr my other receivers are robert wood Judy, uh, Michael Thomas, and A. Rod. Oh, what are you planning? a ten-team lead? This is a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. uh, running backs are Eckler, Henderson, Gaskin. Jesus Christ! And Chris Carson. Thoughts and thanks. Well, what would you be sending out? That would be. Yeah, the that's the I'd have, but
3: he yeah, was offered the Antonio Brown for James Conner. Oh, for Jan- got it. Oh,
2: for James Conner. Oh, yeah, I yeah, missed it. Okay. I, I thought it was and James Conner. Yeah, you know, reading fundamental. Antonio Brown <laughs> for James Conner in a full PPR. How you guys feeling about that one?
3: Uh, I might, this one's tough. We don't know what Antonio Brown's like ankle and heel is going to be. Like we, we've been told that it could be before the buy, then they're now they're on the buy. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would like to get. I would like to get a B normally in a PPR, but I yeah. think looking at your other running backs here, what did he say here? He had Eckler, yeah. Henderson, Gaskin, and Chris Carson. So really, Eckler and Henderson are the guys you're leaning on. Yeah. yeah. And Connor's been kind of nice for you, I imagine, because he's been that touchdown dependent guy you can kind of slide in. And I think you know, given your RB I depth,
4: dealing I with the with the ankle injury right now too, could could spell that they would use Connor a little bit more over the next couple of weeks too.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, they, they, that's that's an interesting one because i yeah it's weird because like James kind of it's like you see his point production and you're like without watching the game you would think like this guy's getting touches every time then you see his right, touches and it's like six carries i was like wait oh, what, yeah. the,
1: what the yeah. heck is that
2: How do you oh but that's... two touchdowns okay
1: <laughs> oh 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 yeah oh yeah that's us, a yes carry i definitely lead here yeah
4: that uh, was oh, you gotta you gotta yeah, lead with eli mitchell dude come on
3: yeah. yeah i'm good with this deal if yeah. you want to if you have enough backs and you're and you like your depth and you can get a b and play the upside after the bye
2: is he in an eight team league
3: i know I, this, Bro, this hey team, maybe he just, how do you hey, have so somebody... many backs <laughs> first off he,
4: he probably
2: probably just uh, he could work that waiver wire never that knows. is wild dog like that i'm just looking at it and i'm like i'm trying to find out can I get the third string running back? You're talking about James Connor right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Here's the a question. Dude, I like it. I like it. He said a 10 team. Okay, so all right, he's the best. He's the best player in the league. Clearly, he's dominated yeah. this league. Yeah. Uh, should I stick with both Keep Rams? With both Rams, D and Matt Gay. Now that Henry is out.
3: Yeah. So this line changed uh, quite a bit. Uh, initially, the Rams were only favored by four at home. It is now jumped up by two points on the over under, and they're favored by seven and a half now at home. So you like that for your defense, and you love yep. that for your kicker.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damien going through it right now, man. He says, Who the hell can I replace rugs with?
3: <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> he said, I'll I'm, take
2: everybody. <laughs> I'm a mad.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, mean, right, yeah. you know, yeah, Devontae Parker was a good one that Pat brought up. Kudos to Pat there. I think yeah. Alan Lazard is a sneaky, sneakier, deeper pickup yeah. because he's coming off of COVID. And this is a team that uh, just lost Robert Tunyon. They were yep. in the market for another tight end, so they wanted to replace some of those targets. I, I mean, he obviously Tunyon wasn't dominating this year, but I do think that Lazard and Adams were kind of doing a, you know, double team as as far as you know the passing attack before yep. the Arizona game when oh, they damn. both missed. So I actually think that could, you know, they're getting MVS back, so there's that stuff. But I think if somebody arrives as a second option in that Green Bay passing attack, we're going to want that. Let me
4: let me ask you that do you believe sorry I didn't want to like hijack the show here Pat but <laughs> uh, the, the Randall Cobb right two touchdowns could have had three right uh in the last Cardinals versus uh Packers Travis do you believe in in Randall Cobb as that like what if it what if the answer is Randall Cobb is like the James Jones of a couple of years ago where he just comes back reunites with Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers throws him 10
3: touchdowns no uh, well, maybe, maybe he's gonna. Maybe he could throw him six to you know, no. nine touchdowns. Nah. But I'll tell you, like he's he he has he one, uh, His highest catch game is five, and then the rest of his catches are three and two yeah. uh, per game. Like it's just not enough volume for Cobb yeah. to be a guy. He's just not as electric of a playmaker for him to demand targets. I think Lazard, who they use in the running game, so he plays more snaps. They use yeah. him as a blocker. Then he gets in there in the red zone, got the big body. I think he's a guy that can replace Tunyon as a red zone target and kind of be a guy for this team.
2: Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask you. Do you think that Cobb being, I mean, we, we saw him last week, like you said, only five or six targets, but when when he got in the red zone, Aaron went to the guy he trusted. Uh, for could, sure. he, could he be that James Conner type of player, not at the running back position, but at the wideout where, yeah, Aaron's going to go to other guys to get down there, but once he's down there, he's going to go to the guy that he knows his hands. He knows where to put the ball for him to come away with it. He can be that touchdown dependent wideout for you.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. He's got one of those. It's called Devontae Adams. That's his guy. He just wasn't in the other night. You know, <laughs> yeah. he only wants to throw to seventeen. Let's be real. That's uh, he. Yeah. He'd throw to him every time if he if he could.
2: Well, I mean, let's be real. Fifty touchdowns. Devontae Adams had nineteen. Somebody else had to be catching. it.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, Tunyun Tunyun got like thirteen tullics. of them. It was yeah. Tunny. It, yeah. it was Tunny. It uh, was
2: Here's a here's a question again coming from the Twitterverse Uh, opportunity to pick up both Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson on waiver wires. Only room for one. Which one should I get?
3: For me, it's AP. He just yeah. he fits the style better. We've only seen McNichols get seven carries. A lot of people are telling me on you know Twitter, oh well, McNichols is gonna be like that pass catching role. Yeah. For who the Tennessee Titans don't throw to the running back, they never have. That's what we've been screaming about, Derrick Henry, for years. That's not gonna happen all of a sudden now. And and maybe it does. I I'm not betting on that. I'm betting on what I've seen from AP, which is when they give him 13, 14 rushes he ends up scoring you about 10 yeah. points a game and that's that's good points i want in my lineup uh here's one says uh picked
2: up ryan Tannehill off of uh off of <laughs> the waiver wire which is interesting i don't know who dropped Tannehill all of a sudden but uh should i start him moving forward with the loss of derrick henry I mean, you.
4: It depends on who else you have, and I mean, he's been struggling as well. That's like a little bit of a shock as well coming into the season. Uh, Pat is that Ryan Tannehill has really struggled. Now, once again, could they all of a sudden start to be more pass happy? Uh, we would all love that. We would all wish that. But uh, so far, from what we're hearing from beat reporters or or people that are around the team, is that they don't plan on changing their their. Uh, and we and this is what we've all also seen with coaches, right? they don't plan on changing the, they they have an algorithm and the, and their algorithm works according to themselves you know uh and so they're going to continue to use that and 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 go with that kind of overall scheme now could you see a couple more pass options for uh tanhill yeah but I, I think ultimately it is going to be uh, a lot of the same of what we've seen
3: one of the reasons i'm 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 kind of firm on the ap take is because if we remember the offseason, guys, we were talking about A.J. Brown and before Julio Jones got there about all these vacated targets. Corey Davis was gone. Jonu Smith was gone. Adam Humphreys was gone. Yeah. These players that were going to allow more targets for A.J. Brown. but we didn't talk about enough is how that could actually hurt Tannehill. And yeah. I think we're seeing that this year because Julio hasn't been healthy. A.J. Brown had his own uh, you know, health battles, Chipotle or whatever. But we've got <laughs> situations here where we've got to figure out Uh, If Tannehill is actually going to be worth it or if he's just that streamer because they just don't have enough firepower on the outside.
2: What I think a lot of people miss with Tannehill, too, is that if you watch those Tennessee games from last season, not not too dissimilar from what they do in Kansas City but there's a lot of underneath routes that you just have mm-hmm. amazing wide receivers take a long long way mm-hmm. or you have you know what I'm saying like yep, like yep. Tyreek Hill turns a turns a bubble screen into a 40-yard touchdown yeah it looks great cuz you see 40-yard touchdown you don't realize that it's a bubble screen we saw a ton of that with Ryan Tannehill last year and I think like you said taking away a lot of those weapons I think that I think it devastated his game cuz it just it it lessened who he was able to go to and I think that was just the route they wanted to take. They were like, "Listen, mm-hmm. we're going running back heavy, no matter what." Tannehill just don't turn the ball over, which at least he's been somewhat decent uh, in that regard. Uh, yeah, we're
3: we're gonna we're gonna see how Tennessee's gonna react. They just lost the big dog, man. That's yeah. that's right. that's a big one. I, I'm I'm interested to see how they're gonna adjust with this one. And Grable's my... got those boys well coached for the most part. Yeah, you know, so this will be a big test of adversity.
2: The interesting thing to me is, in my opinion, there have only been two, and I, I, of course, Chicago, home of running backs, sweetness, love them, great backs. But there have only been two running backs in history that have been the reason their team won one hundred and ten percent, like the reason they're in the playoffs, and that is uh, uh, Adrian Peterson mm. with that back, with that Vikings uh, team. He Vikings, was the reason yeah. that they were making the playoffs yeah. every year. Uh, what a good defense as well, but offensively, he was the re- and and Derrick Henry. Those are the two.
3: Hmm, maybe they uh maybe they see the that uh, AP won an MVP there and they yeah. they saw Derrick Henry was in the conversation. Maybe they're gonna try <laughs> and pound it out with it. I don't know.
2: Maybe. Uh, here's, uh, a, here's another good one. Uh, I think uh, Jamison Crowder or Darnell Mooney. Now Darnell Mooney got his season high in targets this week, but fellas, Matt Nagy's on his way back, and oh, God. Sorry. That is the reason. Yeah. That is the reason that the offense looked better, that he was not there. I was trying. I've got a little inside contact in there. I was like, can y'all hold him in COVID for a little while longer? <laughs> do I need to cough on him? Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll take the yeah. L. It weekend yeah. in prison, probably. Weekend in prison, you get out, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> Carnell Mooney. Hey, but, if, but
4: everyone in there will be cheering you on, so you'll have a good time in there, dude. You know what I'm saying? As long as They'll it's
2: Chicago prison. Uh, yeah, exactly dude Darnell exactly. Mooney or Jamison Crowder Jamison Crowder saw an uptick in, in usage as well this week and maybe this is the breakout game he needed
3: yeah I, I think I would lean on Darnell Mooney here because I think the upside's a little bit better we know what Crowder is he's going to demand targets from the slot but they've got a ton of wide receivers cycling through and I think that re- kind of creates a revolving door at times for the Jets plus these backs Both backs, both Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, have seen a lot of work in the passing game, so that Mm -hmm. could soak up a lot of targets away from Jameson Crowder in any given game, too. Where Darnell Mooney has a real opportunity here to establish himself as the number one on that team. Now, that's because this team runs so much, they pass so little, that there's not a lot for him to need to be the number one, and Robinson's played so bad, and Maybe not really he's played so bad, but the offense has played so bad and and, and mm-hmm. set so set him up for so much failure this year. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like Mooney's upside a whole lot more uh than, than Crowder's uh you know safe floor.
2: Here's uh here's another one coming in here from Mr. Curly Wolf rigging rugs. Uh <laughs> but how do we feel about DJ Moore and Mike Williams?
4: I think better days are ahead for both of those wide receivers. Oh. Um I, I do think again. Carolina was doing something right in the beginning of the season, obviously. And, and DJ Moore was a big piece of that. I think they will try to get back to that. Right. Uh, especially if a guy like CMC can come back, it will also help DJ Moore. Uh, and I do think, you know, Mike Williams as well, start off really, really hot. Do I think he's going to return, you know, back to that wide receiver one numbers uh, overall? No, I don't think he'll quite get there, but yeah. I do think that there are better days than what we've seen uh, in the last. I mean, you also—it's taking it with. You've also have the struggles uh, of their quarterback, and that's also a part of it that, that no one's really talking about.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at Herbert and uh, Mike Williams's case. Like he's coming off back-to-back games in between the bye, or on the other side of the, of the bye, against Harbaugh and against Belichick, two of the better defensive yeah. minds in the league. He's a Good. second-year guy. He's going to take his lumps. We can kind of forgive him for that. If it continues over the next few weeks. But he's got games against Philly, Minnesota, some other teams that aren't as strong defensively as some of these other ones.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, tight end question coming in here: uh, Pat Fryermuth or Tyler Conklin? Conklin.
3: So That's this will depend. <laughs> yeah, Conklin. I know it tri- yeah. trips up Johnny a couple times too. Yeah, it got me. <laughs> Um, so Conklin, it would be my pick for this week. If you wanted just a one week streamer, but Pat fire Fryermuth is the play. If you're going season long, so maybe you had Tunyon and you were sticking it out and you lost him to the injury. Um, maybe, maybe you have a struggling Higby and you're trying to pivot. Um, I think that Pat Fryermuth actually shows a lot of promise here. And that's because Ben and this offense really don't mind dinking and dunking. And that's really playing to both Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. But now, since Juju Smith-Schuster's been out the last couple of weeks, Pat has really shown up here. Uh, the other Pat, not just Pat <laughs> the designer here, but <laughs> Pat Friermuth <laughs> is out here, uh, you know, dealing as well. And you know, Big Ben was told that he uh, he was going to like him because he 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 reminded people of of Heath Miller, and he's really taken to a liking to this kid. So I do like Pat Friermuth. Heath. Uh, <laughs> Sorry.
4: Sorry, that's just what happens when whenever he's uh Heath Miller is actually from uh
2: uh from Arizona. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay not bad. Not bad. Actually, uh, another, uh, I, another Tyler Conklin uh, question. Apparently, he's the uh, he's the the target here to go after. Uh Tyler Conklin or Dan Arnold? Dan Arnold I believe saw 10 targets I this year. Like eight targets I saw yeah. him, or eight targets yeah. something like yeah. that. He had the yardage.
3: Yeah, no Arnold and Here's what we know. We know when Urban Meyer talks about players that he ends up feeding them and they <laughs> traded. They, you're right. He did get 10 targets, but and he had another game a couple weeks ago. He had eight targets. So he's definitely a guy they want to try and feature. This is an offense that's going to throw a lot. But nobody has a better matchup on paper than Tyler Conklin this week because Baltimore yeah. gives up 13 points to the tight end. That's more than two points more than any other uh, team right now. They are a sieve for the tight end. So mm-hmm. we want to we want to get Conklin in our lineup this week.
4: I do think Dan Arnold for a longer term, uh, similar to Friar because if you look at that offense, uh, they usually give that t- that tight end, you know, 18 to 20% target market share there. So Dan Arnold should continue to see those kind of targets. So if you need a longer term play, then, uh, but Big Travis is absolutely right. We love going with matchups, when, especially when it comes to tight ends. Yeah. Nothing is better than, uh, you know, and actually coming to fruition than defenses and tight ends.
2: Super chat. Shout out to. uh, Oh, nice. says, uh, Would you trade Chase Edmonds for Kittle? Other backs are Saquon, Kamara and Swift. So you're dealing with a little bit of the injury bug right now on your team. What are you guys thinking on that? Chase Edmonds for Kittle?
3: I mean, I hesitate to do this. I really like yeah, Chase with all the injury. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just, I like chase Edmonds market share in this offense. It's a really good offense and he's demanded between 15 and 17% on a weekly basis. And he's just been a dynamic runner with the, as you know, in space Kittle yeah. for me has had some ups and downs, especially with injury over the last couple of years. And this offense is just very weird right now for San Francisco. It hasn't been the same. They haven't been the same Niners that we know. Um, yeah, I would be I would be hesitating to do this. And, and I don't usually like to give up a running back for a tight end. I like to be on the other side of that. I'd like to be giving right. up a tight end and getting a running back in return.
4: And not only that, Kittle going, if he if he does end up playing this week, would go against Arizona. Arizona, pretty diff pretty stout against uh, tight ends. Uh, they're number one against tight ends.
2: Uh, here's a good question here talking about the Saints defense says, is this Saints defense for real? To oh, where yeah. we starting oh. season long your they're... boy your boy dropped them
4: because <laughs> <laughs> i was like tom brady he's playing tom brady and i couldn't hold two defenses yeah. your boys dropped them and yeah. i couldn't believe it i could yeah. not believe it uh this is for real they're for reals. i love the
2: yeah. this A&C. i'm seeing it is weird too like they they play what the last two weeks uh 10 plus points i believe right
4: yeah they're they're uh talk about like Sean Payton being a quarterback whisperer, which I think you're you're 100 on or uh, right right there. I yeah. also think like that defense, like they know how to play defense in in New Orleans. Like they're always a good fantasy defense. Uh, Let me New give Orleans.
3: you a peek at some of their games towards fantasy playoff time: New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Carolina Panthers.
2: <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh like my that. Gosh, that's what have one. I done, boys? We they they they've been a
3: that's li- a little up
2: and down, but yeah, when you're talking about getting towards the playoffs, I mean. Uh, Last week, 15 points. Week before that, nine. And then they had a drop-off versus Washington and versus the Giants, which is interesting to see. But, yeah, Yeah, uh, Atlanta, Tennessee, Philly, Buffalo,
3: that might be a bad game for them. Denver, the Jets, Tampa Bay, and Miami. Yeah, I'd I'd ride them out. pat and like how does this offense change with winston because they were trying to mask winston and 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 then he would still kind of get a couple turnovers in there are they going to go full blown with is that why they traded for ingram to go full blown with the running game play to the defense they know that's their strength this year so yeah i I definitely like this uh defensive setup Uh, another defensive question here do you like the panthers d moving forward Panthers D is a tough one for me. Um, I don't have they even played Tampa yet? They'll play them twice. So that one is is a little bit tough. Plus, Darnold keeps giving the ball back uh, to the other team, (laughs) which is putting them on the field a lot. So they have a good squad. I do believe in it, but I think they might be getting hamstrung by their uh, by their offense here.
2: Would you like them this week at least? I know they're supposed to be facing Mac Jones this week, going for uh, versus dude, a rookie. I, I, Mac Jones has been eating up a lot of
3: teams. Dude, right? yeah, Mac Jones and, has been, and New England's favored, I think, by yeah. four yeah. points. So I, I, I'd be okay with benching Carolina against uh, against uh, New New England.
4: Mac Jones, sorry about I, I. I heard this conversation i can't i can't remember uh maybe nfl live or something i don't but they were talking about how remember when the 49ers they traded up right and the the original uh idea of reason why they did that was to get mac jones like that's what the that's what they all decided then everyone in the world were giving them all this flack and being like why would you do that that was the dumbest move which caused them to second guess themselves and then start reevaluating these quarterbacks. Cause that's why they had all these guys re-come in for for um these workouts because they had their mind set up the whole time on Mac Jones. And it turns out <laughs> Mac Jones was the right answer.
1: Yeah.
2: It's it's definitely interesting, especially like just it it was like I was telling Muggs like you can't look at Mac Jones and the rest of the rookie quarterbacks because like Bill built this team for Mac. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Bill did not build his team for Cam Newton. No, you, no, you he saw didn't. Him well, getting the he, tight ends in there, the line. I was like, he's taking Mac Jones, no matter what.
3: Yeah. Well, and he and set, set know, it up to oh, do man. both, which is what he did, right? He set it yeah. up to be like, okay, if, if if Cam isn't dusted, then he just needs a little bit more help. We'll we'll play to the running game. We'll we'll do that up for him, and then it was. Yeah. It was, you know, he couldn't even handle the COVID situation. So
4: honestly, I think that that was why they went out and signed. It was kind of very smart on Bill's and on Bill's part because they went out and got Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is, or not Jordy Nelson, excuse me, but uh Aguilar. Um they went out and got Aguilar because he was one of the best at separating uh from the corner. Yeah. And that's what Cam Newton needed because that he can't throw open wide receivers, more than that. right? Yeah. Right. And so he that so Bill was like, Yeah, if if Cam is my quarterback, this is what he's gonna need. So I'm gonna go out and get it. But he like you're right though, and that he knew all along that even if this plan didn't work out, I know I can back I can fall back on this two tight end set with the wide receivers and 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 uh Jacoby Myers and I could and I can run it and he's
2: doing it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Here's a question from Damian. He says, stupid question. Don't judge Bengals defense or Bears defense. I'll say this. I wouldn't say stupid question, because a Bears defense, if they get Khalil Mack and uh, 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 I don't know what the the latest on Eddie Jackson was, actually, I didn't see an injury report today. But if they get those pieces back, this Bears defense, especially after getting embarrassed, usually tends to bounce back and dominate that following week. But the Bengals defense has also been a little bit up and down. What are you guys uh, liking there?
3: This one's tough because they're playing Cleveland, Um, and I normally I would say I I wouldn't want to target against Cleveland here, but, um, you know, Pittsburgh just had a decent day, you know, fantasy defense-wise against Cleveland, but I will give you the nod here on Chicago, and the reason why is the over-under per Vegas is 40 points, this is the lowest over-under on the week, which means they don't think a lot of points will be scored in this game, which means that's good for your defense. Now, Pittsburgh's six and a half point favorites in this game, but still, you think Chicago could have an interception or two here against Ben or a yeah. few sacks against him? And with that offensive line that Pittsburgh is putting out there. I definitely think you could have a decent game here from the bears
2: and that that's the one i look at and i say listen this is the day for even if mac is gimpy robert quinn you know the problem with the, that the bears have faced is they face that quarterback that's been able to get away from the pressure ben ain't getting away from nothing if the pressure no, comes he's just got to sit there and take it and try to make a throw through it so this could be a this could be a career day for robert quinn which kid will never let me live down to. <laughs> to playing well uh let's finish it <laughs> Dude, out with robert Quinn questions. underrated. I, I don't know if I'd say that I, he's 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 paid enough that he's rated. Yeah. The fair fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough.
4: That, that's a good point. Good point.
2: Uh, Ten team full PPR. Should I trade Khalil Herbert and Justin Jefferson for Adam Thielen and Damian Harris? I would. not But what do you guys think?
3: So I think I would do this deal because Thielen's touchdown upside has already made him the better play this year than Justin Jefferson now I think that evens out and Jefferson probably is the better play yeah. but I think the difference that you're getting with Harris being who he is right now for that Patriots team as the focal point of the offense plus that's season long at barring injury whereas Herbert's going to deal with Montgomery coming back to the offense as well so I think yeah and, and full point PPR I think I would do this deal
1: mm-hmm
2: I, I will finish it off with uh become legendarius awesome name by the way I like, oh that's yeah, awesome a great name I yeah got, i got offered t higgins and deandre swift for deontay johnson and zach moss how shoot how soon should
3: yeah. i accept right now yeah i would right take now. this deal absolutely that yeah, is
2: a, I, that is yeah uh does he know that he's given all right fleece him uh yeah <laughs> Listen, I, I love got, Deontay, but yeah, this is, you're getting, I mean, T
4: Higgins and Deontay Higgins, are pretty yeah. inter- interchangeable and then, yeah. but Swift is way better than Moss. So yeah.
2: I, I got, uh, I got, I got Kyle Pitts for Tyler Boyd from Ringo. So I feel, oh, so, uh, man. you man, know, fleece of the year. fleeced. Yeah, oh, what That's a, good job. um, and honestly Tyler Boyd had the better week and Ringo left him on the bench so still a good fleece
1: yeah <laughs> hey,
2: listen the fantasy whispers are always 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 dropping content over on their channel make sure to check them out on YouTube as well also tweet them questions uh, hold on I think I got it right here let me drop that right there bow Twitter at Johnny Game Time underscore Game Time and at Big Travi TFW boys we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us another week do you have any fantasy like look little nugget that you might not have dropped on the show, the one that you got tucked in your ear that you don't want your guys to know about until you make the move. You got any uh, nuggets to, to leave with the people with before we get up out of here?
3: Uh, you might be wanting to pick up Jeff Wilson. It's a couple weeks. Uh, he's His practice window got activated. But if you have the bench room to stash him, we've seen that Shanahan likes him. And then last year he was the RB 26 after Moster went down and he, and he worked in relief there. So should something happen to Eli Mitchell, I think Mills, Wilson could be the the really good backup here. Man, that's, how, that's how you get it done. All right,
2: well, I'll, I'll allow one more because you got it in just before I was going to end it. There's the number one, <laughs> one waiver pick. Not sure who to get, AP or Nichols. AP. AP. We've been riding AP all show. So AP. AP, A-D. Hey, I love it. I love it. Hey, boys, we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us. Another week, as always, man, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We're doing this every week. uh, And make sure to check out the boys over on the Fantasy Whispers, because they're doing this every single day. They're making sure to drop you with nuggets and uh, all those tidbits that maybe you don't get here weekly. Uh, We appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, as always. It's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Ayo. I'll stay safe out there, man. Peace. Peace. Peace